Welcome to episode 121 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we're taking a look at Season 5, Episode 16, Mind's Eye. The original air date was April 19th, 1998. The IMDb user score has risen actually quite a bit, from 7.6 to 8.0 out of 10, since I started doing the podcast and Fox reran the whole series before Season 10. This time around, the action primarily takes place in Delaware. The story focuses on a blind woman who is able to see through somebody else's eyes and feels responsible for his actions. So she ends up cleaning up a crime scene after he commits a murder, and she gets, of course, arrested and is suspected of committing the murder. She's put on trial. They bring Mulder and Scully in because the detective in charge thinks she has some kind of sixth sense, so she can sense her surroundings and knows where she is even though her eyes don't work. Mulder's the one who figures out that she's seeing through the killer's eyes, whereas Skelly, until she gets a medical test done, suspects that she really can see and she's just been faking it the whole time. Partly because this woman is proud enough that she refuses to take advantage of the disability payments that are available to her. This episode is directed by Kim Manners, who we've heard a lot about in the past and will continue to hear from in the future. It's the second episode written by Tim Minear. He served as executive story editor throughout all of season five. Previously, Chris Carter was the showrunner, but with the movie coming as well, he had a lot on his plate, so they did bring in an executive story editor to help out with that. And Minear came in after serving that role on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, and then became the executive story editor in The X-Files just for season five. He previously wrote Kitsunagari, and this is his second and final script for the series. Following this, he'd move on to Strange World and then do a lot for Angel, Firefly, Wonder Falls, and so forth. He's most recently worked on American Horror Story. There's not a huge guest cast in this one. There's really three notable guest roles. Predominantly, there's Lily Taylor. She's the one who plays Marty, the blind woman, and it really is centered on her. She's got a fairly extensive career dating back to 1986, so she's about 12 years into her career as far as the IMDb is concerned when this came out. She'd appeared in Mystic Pizza, Say Anything, Born on the Fourth of July, Shortcuts, I Shot Andy Warhol, and a number of other independent films. Not a lot of TV work prior to this. Really, early on, she was in a couple episodes of Family of Spies and one of American Playhouse, but those are more mini-series and series. Then she appeared in a couple episodes of Mad About You, Deadline, Six Feet Under, State of Mind, and others down the road. So you can get her to do television, but for the most part, for her, it seems like she's acting for the passion and the art more than the fame. So it's the Showtimes, the HBOs, the independent films, more than the major studio blockbusters. Now, the killer, Charles Gotts, who turns out to be Marty's father, and that's part of why there's that strong connection between them, is played by Richard Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is better known for Goodwill Hunting, The Recruit, and the Boondock Saints movies but he was and still is a hardworking actor. He's got 190 IMDb credits to his name, running back to 1974 and going up to and including effectively now. Detective Pennock, who brought Mulder and Scully in, is the third major guest role. He's played by Blue Mankuma, who we previously discussed when he appeared in Ghost in the Machine. Back in Season 1, this is his second and final X-Files appearance. But he is also still working To this day, he's got projects listed on the IMDb in post-production due to be released in 2018. So there's not a lot of trivia for this one. It is a solid episode. It's not really 
a part of the larger mythos. But it is a really good character piece about a blind woman who is willing to spend the rest of her life in prison so she can see through the eyes of a free man, even if she really knows that man should not be free. It is a little bit dated in the references to the O.J. Simpson trial, which was still relatively recent when this came out. About four years had passed, if memory serves. So today's audiences may not understand, you know, Mulder's, actually Duchovny's improvised line, even if the gloves do fit, you can still acquit, or the Marsha Clark references. But there are a couple of one-offs. And it, if you're really concerned, it's not that hard to figure out what's going on with that. So generally speaking, it is just a really well-done episode. As far as the science is concerned, sure, Gotts may be her biological father. Maybe he did kill her mother in while she was pregnant, and that's what led to her blindness. There are these connections, but none of that would explain why signals traveling down his optic nerve end up in Marty's visual cortex. So there, there really is no science behind this. It's all straight-up fantasy. But it is fantasy that I can accept because the strength of the performances and the script and the character study we get for Marty are interesting enough that, yeah, I've got no issues with that. This is just another one marking a trend, though. In the early seasons of The X-Files, they were working hard to mine existing mythologies to get their Monsters of the Week, and now they've moved away from that. I mean, in this case, Marty is the paranormal character, but she is in no way the monster. The monster absolutely is Charles Gotts, her biological father who's out there killing people, and she's just seen that through his eyes. So in this case, the killer is a very, very human killer. And that's not something we see. Typically in the X-Files, the characters that are supernatural are also the ones responsible for whatever crime Mulder and Scully have been brought in to investigate. In any event, that's about all I've got to say about Mind's Eye. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at All Souls. Thank you for listening.